and welcome to another edition of Bros on the Bridge. I'm your host, Rob Antiquera, a.k.a. The Cinema Drunkie, and with me is my first officer, my number one, Big Mac. Mac, what is up? Good day, Starfleet. What is going on? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, of course, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we are recording this on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. How is your weekend going for you, my brother? Uh, so good, so good. You know what I mean? I'm just uh, quarantine life in the house. Thank you uh, to all those that have served and our trackies. God bless uh, you guys. Absolutely. You know, special shout out God bless to uh, all those, you know, brave soldiers who gave their lives, you know, to make sure we live in a free America. God bless to you. And the ones that are still out there, like, doing it so thank you <clears throat> yeah, absolutely absolutely um i was actually able to see my uh my family on friday were you um was, was since, that? Uh, that was that was that was great you know i haven't seen them of course since quarantine started uh right. which uh i went into quarantine in uh march 20th which is mm-hmm. when they shut down when they shut down my office right um and I've been in quarantine since then, and uh, that was the last time I seen like my mom, my dad, and right. uh, so I, I hadn't seen them like face to face. Like I talked to them on video chat um, all the time. You know, what I'm saying my sister as well, and, and my niece and my nephew. I talked to them on the phone, but uh, this was the first time I had seen any of them since I went into quarantine. So it was it was really great. You know, what I'm saying the that was the Friday. Friday was a good day. Friday was a good day. You know, nice. I, I got to, I got to, you know, see mom and pop and you know, my sister. I think last time I seen everybody was Mother's Day. We broke the quarantine rules and we all got together at my mom's house. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, what I'm saying like I, I kind of, I, I feel like real paranoid about that. You know, breaking <laughs> quarantine. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, sometimes you know what I'm saying like you know, push comes to shove. You know. But uh, yeah, it was great. It was great, you know, to chill with them for a bit. You know, I was I was there for like maybe an hour or two, but uh, you know, it was it was it was great seeing everybody having fun. You know, just just chilling. But uh, yeah, that was that's how my weekend went. So uh, it calls for celebration. Uh, as soon as I got home, I got drunk because you know it was a happy day for me. <laughs> I was actually I actually was able to go to work too that day. Like wait, uh, wait, you went you you back to work? No, it was it was um they they the way they did it, they opened up uh my office for like you know like kind of like you know under certain rules and regulations you know yeah but my office is open you know saying more or less so um you know the work call and say like hey you know what I'm saying like you know. Could you? And I was like, oh, okay, you know. So I went in there, and I was I was only there for like maybe ten minutes, but you know, it it, it was the most happiest I ever felt at work. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I was like, yo, you don't know how happy I was. Like, oh my it's god, it's the little things, man. <laughs> right, I'm working. It's the little things. I'm working, even though the place was a fucking ghost town. That was the only one in. I bet your music felt sounded so much better when you was on the train and had it to work. No, no, no. L- luckily, um, cause uh, uh, my father was passing through, 
right. I, I was able to hitch a ride with him, so I didn't have to ride the train, thank God. Um, okay. I was able to hitch a ride with him, but uh, yeah, you know, and then uh, from there we we went uh, to to my to to my parents' house and uh, no. you know chill with everybody, and then uh, I came home from there. But uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, you know that was just Friday, but I consider that a win-win for the for the weekend, you know. So I I have no complaints. I it's it's a fucking party all weekend, you know. I'm I'm happy I mean, how everything. I work Friday. So, yeah, work even Saturday. though. Uh, even though no barbecues and everybody's like, oh, we're barbecuing today. And like, fuck you. <laughs> My job was like, yo, so uh, are you coming in Monday for the barbecue? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's my scheduled day off, not happening. I hear that. I, I might go that. out later on tonight, maybe social distance with a couple of uh, mates and brothers of mine. And have ourselves a little uh, green bush session. Nice, nice, nice. I definitely could, you know, I definitely could appreciate that. Um, but yeah, uh, so let's get down to it. Um, like as as I stated last episode, we are uh, we introduced um, a new segment called Beyond the Bridge, where we talk about uh, things in geek nerd culture that exists outside of the Star Trek spectrum. And uh, the big, big news is we are finally getting the Snyder cut of Justice League. This is, has been a thing that has been very important, you know, in you know nerd culture since the release of Justice League, the theatrical cut, which of course was, um, you know, redone by Joss Whedon after Zack Snyder had to step away due to the unfortunate. Uh, I've never seen a, a director's cut. No, it's, it hasn't come out yet. That's what it is. Um, uh, like, right. See, what happened was that, you know, Zack Snyder, he, after he, he did uh, Batman v Superman, well, after it came out, um, they, they started shooting uh, Justice League. And, uh, but because of the kind of divisive um, reaction to Justice League, I mean, I mean, Batman v Superman, they was like, hey, you know, you know that version that you wrote? And that we approved of that you wrote of Justice League. We want you to change that because people are kind of pissed off what you did with Batman v Superman. And he was like, "All right, cool, no problem. I ain't got no problem with that." So he made it lighter, you know, kind of, you know, added a little bit more fun to it. And he shot that until October, and he edited it and he presented them a cut of the film that was uh, 214 minutes, which that equals up to three hours and 34 minutes. And they was like, "Dude, this is too long." And he was like, "I got." I got it. So he cut it down to an additional uh, 140 minutes, which is two hours and 20 minutes. And that, it was around this time that his, his daughter unfortunately took her own life. And, uh, you know, he tried to work through it, but, you know, it was too painful. So, of course, he stepped away, which is understandable. And uh, that's when they brought in Joss Whedon, who uh, had done uh, the Avengers and the Avengers they brought Ultron. But he's most well known for creating Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel and those and Firefly and those shows. And uh, they said like, oh, he's gonna like add in some new scenes and like you know he's only gonna he's gonna do like twenty percent of like footage like reshoots. But when okay. you know the the movie came out, it became apparent that that wasn't the case. He basically reshot the whole fucking movie because this was nothing like what Zack Snyder would have given us. And uh, I mean, I enjoyed Justice League. 
the, the theatrical cut, the cut that we got, you know, yeah. it, it right. is, is basically, yeah, it's, it, that's it's exactly my sentiment. It's, it's all right. It's, you know what it is? I, I call it a, a soulless live action Sunday morning cartoon. Not a Saturday morning cartoon, a Sunday morning cartoon. Remember Sunday morning cartoons, bro? Where it's like, right. they, they, they were fine, but like they, they weren't good enough to get on Saturday morning. That's, right. that's, that's the Justice League movie. It's like, Justice League, the Justice League, Justice League movie that we got is closer in tone to like shit. Like, uh, remember the Double Dragon cartoon? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, or like Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Shit like that. Shit like that. It's like this is this is all right. It's all this right, is right. yeah. It's a prime block. Yeah, it. but it, it's the none of this shit is comparable to like Saturday morning where you got like you know Batman the animated series or Power Rangers, you know, right? Like you know, or the Spider Man cartoon or X Men, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that was the real shit. Like we didn't we didn't get that with Justice League. It, it's fine, you know. But you know, after the movie was released, you know, Zack Snyder fans, you know, were like, hey, we want to see the version he shot, you know, the version that that he put, you know, he put. The- <coughs> That right. he was almost that he was almost finished with before they was you know you know the unfortunate uh, passing of his daughter happened and he had to leave the the movie and like you know for years and years and years you know the hashtag release the Snyder cut appeared everywhere on Twitter Facebook there were billboards of it people paying for billboards you know what I'm saying and finally uh, he was contacted. They were like, hey, like, you know, this release the Snyder Cut movement is going strong. You want to come back and finish it, you know? And he was like, okay, sure. And um, the, the the crazy thing about it is not finish the version he had already shot. It was yeah. finish the version he had scripted before they asked him to change it. So they gave, they're giving him 20 to $30 million to come in and um, shoot additional scenes that will basically make up the, the original version he had written with Chris Terrio, oh. who wrote Batman v Superman, who also won an Oscar for writing Argo with uh, Ben Affleck. Right. And uh, they, they're going to shoot additional scenes that, that was in Zack Snyder's original script that uh, will make out uh, what he had originally envisioned. And they, uh, I believe the plan is to turn it into a six-part miniseries on HBO Max, so it's what, like the movie? you know, the yeah, they get, like yeah, because you know he had shot this version, like his his cut was two hundred fourteen minutes, and they're they're giving him additional funds to add to that, so it's it's they're going to turn it into a six-part like miniseries, like kind of okay. the same thing they did with uh, uh um the Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight on Netflix, where yeah. like he basically. Gave them a longer version, and they turned that into four parts, like four episodes. And what they're mm-hmm. gonna do is they're gonna turn his cut of Justice League into six episodes on HBO Max. So that's 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 huge thing, huge thing, and I can't wait to see it. You know, um, right. I'm I'm a big fan of Zack Snyder. I loved his uh, his remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, of course, 300. 300 is you know the classic. Really good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sparta. I, I love, yeah. Yes. This Sparta! Like I, I think I think when three hundred came out, that was like, you know, like the 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 hood and shit just completely embraced that movie. Everybody was just like Yeah, you know, no. Three hundred yeah, was the shit. 
Yeah, 300, not only was the shit, it still is the shit. I love 300. Um, I also loved his Watchmen, his movie uh, Watchmen, his adaption. I enjoyed it. Yeah, his adaptation of the the graphic novel, the the famous graphic novel. Uh, Sucker Punch, I liked a lot. Um, I still have yet to see Dark the Pool. Yeah, I still have yet to see his uh his uh Gardens of Gahul, the Owl movie. I do have right. it though, so I'm gonna see. Um also uh of course Man of Steel. Man of Steel is a great, great Superman movie. Uh I I love Batman v Superman, but I can understand that people have their problems with it, you know. Um, I thought it was alright. Yeah, like, you know, I can understand, like, people having a problem with it. He was trying to accomplish something with it, you know what I'm saying? And people were like, ah, we didn't like it. Or people really no, hated it. I don't it. really have that much of a problem with Ben Affleck being Batman. I don't like, either. I, 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 think, I, think, I think people were bothered by, like, you know, Batman killing so thoroughly. And yeah, stuff, but, like, I mean, if you look through Batman's comic line... Yeah, yes. man, there's been some dead people <laughs> along the yeah, line. He's he, he's he's definitely murdered. He, you know, and the and people of, like the Sons of Batman line was like murder all over the place. Right, right, right. And uh, the funny thing is, other people bring it up like, oh, well, they changed that because they wanted to turn Batman into a a, a figure of like hope, you know, injustice, you know, not murder, and it's like. The only reason they brought that up because the the comic code thing happened and like oh Batman can't kill people anymore you, you gotta have him just beat them up he can't kill them anymore I was like I mean, oh that's oh. a hindrance if you act yeah. right you know but when when Batman first came out he was murdering motherfuckers left to right. right so was Superman sometimes, sometimes you gotta kill people like right you know <laughs> sometimes it's gotta happen. Like, like it was the same thing what they did with uh, when he uh, his version of uh, Man of Steel, like when he Zod, he snapped Zod's neck. Oh, at the that end. was such a good part, man. It, it is too, and people are like, oh, Superman wouldn't do that, and it's like, look, this motherfucker has been knocking down skyscrapers and shit for the past twenty minutes. He's right. decimated Frustra- the whole city. Frustrations. Right, like they're watching a movie and they're like, "Oh, Superman should have found another way and shit." But if this was real life, I guarantee the whole world would be like, "Snap the neck, snap right. that shit, snap it, right. twist, it, bite it, take a shit I on was, it." I, I felt satisfied when he did it. I didn't feel no type of way. I was like, "Yes, yes. yeah, yes." Like, I felt his yo. pain. I was like, "Oh my god, he's hurting right now." Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't want to do that shit, but he had to, you know? Why Why are you giving him shit? Superman wouldn't have did that. And it's, oh, shut up. Shut up. You know? Like, super, you know, you know what the, I, I say? Yeah, Superman wouldn't have done that. You would have done that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and that's what Zack Snyder was trying to do. He was basically trying to make Superman, a, like, a level who you could relate to. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know Bro, people. He lost don't, his don't dad really... in a tornado, and his dad yeah. with the no hand, like no, <laughs> like no, like that's a lot to take in. Yeah, it is. It is. It absolutely is. But uh, you know, people like, oh well, uh, Superman wouldn't have done that. Jonathan Kent would have done that, and it's like, no, a, a regular parent would have, you know, right. and uh, you know, a, a a man would have done that. You would have done that, you know. That's the whole point he was trying to make. You know, as kids, we're always trying to put ourselves in the shoes of Superman. You know, we want to be Superman. And Man of Steel, 
Superman is us, we would have snapped the neck. So that's why Superman snaps the neck. I would have snapped his fucking neck. You oh, would have snapped. I would have been tried to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have there, twisted his shit all the way around. And that's the point. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody, like you know, around the world would have snapped the neck. You know. I mean, basically, realistically, though, like trick, and this is gonna be trigger. I like, I like Superman, but I'm not. I'm, I'm a Batman fan. I don't really. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Superman, to me, like, he if he wanted to, he can destroy everybody on this planet. If if he, if he wanted to, if they wanted to write that comic that Superman was like, nah, fuck y'all, destroy this planet. He can. Right, and that's the whole point of Batman v Superman, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, people have their religion. Like, and look, I'm not sitting there, you know, telling them to tell anybody that, you know, you're wrong for disliking it. If if you dislike it, that's that's your opinion. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna argue with you. You know, but I, I enjoy the movie. I love the movie. I have no problem with it, you know. And uh at least you know, at least we get we're we're finally gonna get to see his continuation of that story. Well now and, I'm excited uh, to see how different it is from the one that I saw. Yeah, it's gonna be a completely new thing. It's gonna be a completely new thing. He he said himself that they only use a fourth of what he shot. Like a fourth well, that's of probably his footage. the beginning stuff. Yeah, like there, there's pieces here and there where you could tell, like, yeah, Zack Snyder made this, but then everything else is just, you know, fucking, you know, just soulless Sunday morning cartoon bullshit. Are we gonna get but, a uh, cyborg solo though? We might. I like. I I think I mean, that their if, movies suck. They're not Marvel, but hey, if you're gonna keep trying, I'll take a cyborg. Like, look. I mean, I, I have my own, you know, opinion on Marvel movies. Like, they're enjoyable, but they're like it's, <laughs> it's, you know, trivial Saturday morning cartoon bullshit. You yeah. know, this is this is That's Disney what makes them a powerhouse, bull- though, man. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it appeals to the inner child in you. You know what I'm saying? So you can't help but, you know, love it as far as, you know what I'm saying, like who you were. And you know, I always feel like it's more, at, like their movies might be more action packed. And like, I mean, the yeah. storyline might be primitive, and but it's it's like dr- driven, like I'm pounding, like, oh my God, when I'm watching like a uh, DC movie, like uh, Justice League, like there were parts that had me like, oh hell yeah. But then there were parts that had me like, uh, uh yes. all right, yeah, cool, cool. Got it. Yeah. The- for instance, when Batman smiles when Superman shows up, he's like, right. "Oh my god!" Like he he smiles like the fucking uh like like a chick on prom when a uh, prom night when her, her date shows up. <laughs> oh my Smile god, he's here! Camera. Right? Oh my god, he's here! Uh, I I can't wait to suck his cock in the fucking limo on the ride to prom. You know, like that shit, and it's like, oh god, why did you put that in there? I don't want to see Batman smile ever. But uh, yeah, like you know, uh, I'm 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 really really excited for the Snyder Cut. You know, to finally get seen. You know, to see what he originally envisioned. You know, we're gonna finally see Darkseid, um, the original his original design for Steppenwolf. You know, Green Lantern nice. might show up. Uh, Martian Manhunter might show up. Yo, know. I like Green Lantern, man. And even that Green Lantern movie that was bullshit wasn't yes. too bad. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was just it's Warner Brothers fucking shit up once again. They're 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 the enemies and all this. They they just can't leave well enough alone. But uh, yeah, like Green Lantern was gonna appear. 
Martian Manhunter was going to appear. Uh, Superman's black suit was going to appear. Um, it, it was going to be a whole. It was going to be a whole different thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm excited to see that version. You know, uh, I I can't wait. You know, what I'm saying I'm going to be first in line to see it to, to to subscribe to HBO Max when you know it comes out. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to see this cut of his movie. Right. But, okay, Yo, so, oh, so moving... you, get, you get in the login for Max? Share that. <laughs> I was thinking, like, damn, I don't have a Max login. Right, right, right. What, all right I got you, homie. I got you. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, all right, so moving on from that, uh, on other big news, um, other big news uh, in the DC world, uh, Ruby Rose, the star of Batwoman, is stepping down from the lead role. Uh, she made an announcement that you know uh, she she thanks you know them for the the chance to appear on the show, but you know she's leaving and you know uh, Why? It, it, yeah it uh, she didn't give a reason, but it, it seems to come from that she just couldn't deal with the rigorous you know strain of uh, doing a, a weekly television series. You know, because right. that shit takes a lot out of you, you know. Doing, nah, of doing course. That. And she was, like, doing some of her own stunts, too. And I know she got hurt. Uh, she got hurt really bad doing that stuff. And then it's like, oh, you know. Not, not me. Get the double in. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, and uh, I know she, she probably she probably was making a mint because, you know, she was a fairly well-known popular actress, per right. se. You know what I'm saying? She had done, you know, Orange is the New Black. She was in uh, um, John Wick Chapter Two. She was okay, in uh, the Red. Because I didn't watch Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch it either. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch it either. You know, it's not. Yeah, I, it, it's not my thing. But I know it. You know, people love it, enjoy it. You know, and I don't have any problem with that. You know. Oh you no, know, for if, sure. If, if, if wife, you love my wife's stuff, jams. Yeah, like I know, like uh, my my cousin Emily. She she's just. Completely enamored with the show, and uh, 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 speaking of speaking of that, you know, this being a Star Trek uh, show, um, uh, Captain Catherine Janeway, of course, was on uh, Orange Is the New Black as well. So, right. Star Trek alumni on there. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. So that that was that was cool, but uh, yeah, like I. I could see, like you know, where she's coming from. Like, it's not easy to like shoot like that, like all the time. You know, she she probably was more used to doing movies than you know doing a TV show. And was like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm out of here. Right. And you know, I I can't. You know, you know, I I could see that. And you know, it's good that you know she made that you know decision because if you don't want to do it, fine. Step out of the way so somebody else could do it. You know, no, one hundred percent. You know, at least she said it earlier. Like, hey, the same me, guys. Sorry. Right, right, right. Absolutely. You know, that I'm out through, and niggas are scrambling to be like, oh shit. Right, right, right. You know, you know, she's like, you know, fuck this, guys. Who you got? Right. She's 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 out of here. So, and then you already, you know, of course, you already have people like, all right, she don't want to do it. I'll fucking do it. Um. I forgot the name of the actress, but uh, one of the actresses from Krypton was like, "Hey, she don't want to do it. I'm do. I'll, I'll do it." And uh, hey, hey, look at me, guys. 
Right, right, right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm cool with that. So um, that, that, mean, that was that was a fool to walk away from superhero money. Like, yeah. That's the thing I mean, right now, man. If you can get right. land yourself in some superhero and a recurrent superhero, oh, man, you good, baby. Right, right, right. I mean, I feel, I feel like it's, it's probably like, look, I was over here making movies. I'm sitting there doing, like, like so she was impairing in, uh, like, I'm in 2000, what was it, 17? She did, she had, uh, what's that fucking, uh, Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. She had um, uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter, and uh, like John Wick movies. And John Wick chapter two come out in, like, a, like a month or two span, like, Back to back to back, so she's she's popular, you know. what I'm saying people like putting her in movies. She's making movie money, and it's probably you know making those are easier than doing a TV show. So she's like, oh for sure, you know, six months, seven months, and then bang, they all for like till they get something next. Right, you know. So she was like, you know, I, I don't want to do this. I'd rather be doing movies, and you know, all right, you know, that's cool. You know, what I'm saying we're sorry to see you go, but at least you know. You, you you made the decision to step away so somebody else who really wants to do it can come in and take it. So, you know, good on her. You know, wish her all the best, you know. And uh, hopefully, you know, they get some somebody, you know, who could replace her, you know, in, in the capacity of the role and shit. Because, you know, the show, the show is cool, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice that, you know, they, they, they're doing, you know, Batwoman show. Like, you know, it looks like DC is focused... On you know doing their whole like, spiel with the uh, television shows, you know with the Arrowverse, you know they having a lot more success with these shows than they are with their movies. Even though like their movies right. are doing well, like you know Joker made a billion dollars, Aquaman made a billion dollars. You know, you know what it, Aquaman it, was actually pretty popping. And when you're talking about Joker, that new one that just went through with uh, yeah, with uh, Joaquin. You know what? I watched that movie, leaving that movie like on some. Like, it was good. I, I was I was present, pleasantly surprised, but I still don't know what to make of it. Right, right. You know, it's 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 the first movie they made that uh, in a, in a while that feels like a movie. You know, it feels like yeah. you know I'm watching film. You know, yes. Even though it's yes, basically yes, you know, it's it's basically Taxi Driver light. You know what I'm saying? But right. it's it's well done. You know, and Joaquin Phoenix definitely deserved the Oscar for that. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, you know, that that's that. You know, she she's gone, she's done, you know. And uh you know, kinda sorry to see her go because you know, she was she did well within the role, but uh, you know, shit happens, you know. Life goes on. And- song here. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's what I got for um, you know movies and television. What have you got for uh, video games over there, Mac? Oh wow! All right, so video games, nothing much in the game side of things. Still playing some Warzone. If you're playing Fortnite, go to sleep. If you're an adult, <laughs> get on some Warzone. But uh, the what I'm following right now is really what's going on with Xbox and their uh, <clears throat> excuse me, their new console coming out, the Series X and PlayStation their console coming out, PlayStation Five. And uh, trigger warning for the PC Master Race out there. Yeah, you guys have the throne for graphics and performance, but uh, these consoles from the Japs and Xbox, 
they coming at your neck. So uh, the new consoles are going to have ray, ray tracing, which is only a PC thing. So if you're playing on PC, that's why they call themselves the master race. The consoles are coming for your back, baby. And it's going to be a really nice next generation. Myself, I'm going to get the Xbox. If you get a PlayStation, so be it. You went with the weaker choice. But, you know, like I said, we Xbox over here. But uh, other than that, that's all I got for you guys in the gaming portion of this episode. Nice, 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 nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, uh, so, yeah, that concludes uh, our segment, uh, Beyond the Bridge. And now, of course, we're going into the main segment. Da, 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 da. The, the, the whole you know, reason for the existence of this show. Of course, it's a Star Trek show. Like, I, I thought about that, too. Like, you know, like, you know, people might think, like, why are you reporting on the Snyder Cut? What are you stuff? doing? You know, right. You know. Nice. Stay with us. Also, no, not just that, but also because, like, damn, dude, you guys are late. And it's like, look, this is a Star Trek show. We don't move, you know, in, in, you know, in a hurry for news other than Star Trek. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, like, I, I'm... Very much excited for the Snyder Cut, you know, and all this stuff. But Star Trek will always take precedence. So if it's late, I don't give a shit. You know, Star Trek comes first. <laughs> You're still getting it. You're still getting it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, of course, like I said, we are going at random. Every episode is a secret, what we will be talking about. And today's topic, today's episode we will be discussing is one that. You know, we were very hyped to talk about because this seems to be our particular favorite part of Star Trek lore and the universe is the next generation. And that's the season one episode conspiracy. We finally get to talk about our boy Picard. Right. Uh, like, see what it is. Um, as a kid, I grew up believing that Captain Kirk was the superior captain. But uh, as an adult, I, I, I'm like, I like me some John Luke, man. Nah, John Luke is John Luke is that dude. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm about to get into why in a second. But uh, yes, we're talking about conspiracy. Uh, synopsis reads: After Captain Picard receives a dark warning from an old friend, the Enterprise D returns to Earth to stop an alien invasion from taking over Starfleet Command. Now, um, I. Uh, as as you you've you've said and you you said it from your own personal perspective, but you pretty much spoke for the both of us that we both love Star Trek Picard. Um, yeah, I know that there's Very there's a lot good. of people. Yes, there's a lot of people who don't like it. They feel like you know it's a portrayal of the character. Yeah, That's like you know they feel me. like no 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 hold on like, let, let me explain. Uh, there's there's people who feel like start longtime Star Trek fans, you know, Trekkies who believe that it's a betrayal of the character, you know, and that like oh like you know he's this rebellious character now. Picard would never do that. Um, he wouldn't. You know. But no, no, gave him no choice. It's true. But here's the thing: it, it, like Picard has oh from the first episode Encounter at Farpoint has always been somebody. Like who's been portrayed as being dedicated to his duty as a Starfleet officer, but right. 
this episode is important, is which is like why I chose to talk about it because it, it shows from the outset, from the very first season, that he's not above disobeying his, you know, direct orders or regulations yes. in order to For get something accomplished. Right. So if you were sitting there looking like, oh, Picard would never do that, you need to take a closer look, buddy, because. Even from the first season on, my man Picard was sitting there fucking disobeying direct orders. Oh, you or want like, me to you do know, this? No, I'm going to do this. Right. You know, like, okay, so let's go into the episode a bit. You know, he, you know, uh, Riker has the bridge. You know, Picard is sitting there counting the Z's in, in his room. And uh, they get, a, they get a, um, a message from an old friend of... Picard, Walker Keel, who is the captain of the USS Horatio, and it's like he only wants to talk to Picard. You know, he, he sends him a message like, "Yo, I gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you." Picard's like, "What's up?" And and Keel's like, "No, no, no. We we gotta do this face to face because I don't I don't I don't trust shit around here. So you gotta meet me here, and we're gonna talk." And, and Picard's like, "All right, all right, all right." Now, nah, like, hell it's, no. <laughs> he took some convincing. That nigga was like, "But come on, man." It's a secure channel. Tell me what I need to know. I'm in boxes. Right, right, right. You know, because like like I said, like Picard is someone who's bound by his duty. So he's like, this is, you know, you could tell me here. And he was like, no, 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 no. Bro, bro, bro. We have to have this conversation face to face. So Picard's like, all right, all right, cool, 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 whatever. You know, and um, they, they, he plots a course, you know, to meet him at the rendezvous where he meets him. And two other captains in a, you know, in a kind of like a, like a cave, you know, Captain uh, Mind you, Scott. his crew don't know what's going on. No, the, the thing, nothing. <laughs> right. The thing I love about it is that I, I can see why somebody has a problem with that because uh, a stick up his ass Picard is kind of more fun than like, you know, rebellious Picard, you know, that we've yeah. seen in like. The TNG movies and you know Star Trek Picard, where it's like you know he's kind of like an asshole to the crew. Yeah. Like you know when he's about to beam down to to the Talix uh, B, and uh, uh, Riker's like uh, alone, sir, alone number one. Like, fuck, like, like, like who the fuck are you talking? <laughs> That's to? what I'm saying. Like, like he came out, he said change course to such and such. Uh, but we're gonna be late. So what? And then just walked into his office, like didn't tell no one nothing. Right, you know, like this is my ship. I do what I want. You just follow the orders. Yo, no one questioned him though. No one said, "Hey, but what's up?" Right, right, absolutely. So I, I love that, like you know, that kind of stick in the ass Picard. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you know. Riker is questioning him, and and Picard's answer answers basically like, "The fuck I just say." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So uh he beams down and he has this conversation and like you know they have to go through like these coded, you know, questions. That so, was good. So Picard, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Picard I had to like that knows, sequence a few times. Right, like Picard is like, you know, uh he and like all right, you know, okay, I answered your questions, you know, and he's like Oh, but like such and such, and Picard's like, no, that's that's not right. Uh, like he's like, oh, my brother. Oh, but such and such. Have a brother. 
Like, I, you don't have a brother. You have two sisters. What's up? He's like, yeah, yeah. You I, talking I, about, man? Yeah, like, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I just had to know it was really you. And uh, he basically tells him that something is afoot in, in Starfleet and that, uh, like, you know, the Starfleet uh, officers, you know, saying high-ranking Starfleet officers are being weird, strange, and, you know, they're doing shit out of the ordinary. Yo, be careful. And, like, he's telling Picard, like, yo, be careful, bro. Watch it back. And don't tell anybody we had this conversation. Picard's like, I, I, I. Even when Deanna Troy is like, yo, like, that's, you know, you got to tell them. And he's like, no, it's my, it's, my, it's my bro. You know what I'm saying? He, like, you know, and this is, this is the thing I like about the episode. Like, you know, where it shows, you know, why did you go to Diana? Because uh, 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 she she's like you know she's the counselor you know what I'm saying she's the designated counselor. Of the uh, that's so, patient privilege. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Right, you know. I was so, thinking about like, that. I was like, damn, why you didn't tell your number one? You told the doctor. <laughs> right, you know. So she's she's of course she's gonna like you know like hey, what's up? He's like, yo, this happened. She's like, oh, well, you got to tell them. And he's like, nah, he told me not to. And she's like, yo, you know, you're, you're violating Starfleet regulations. And he's like, nah, it's my dude. It's my, it's my homie. Basically revealing that, you know, the way we've seen Picard from the first episode on, you know, he's like, like I said, he's, he's kind of got to stick up his ass. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's very much like a tight ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like his, his crew is exactly that. They're a crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't consider them friends or buddies, you know? But, like, he reveals that uh, Walker Keel, as well as Jack Crusher, who is who was the husband of Dr. Beverly Crusher, as well as the father of Wesley Crusher, you know, were, like, if, like, his closest confidants, his buddies, his pals. And, of course, you know, Jack Crusher is now dead, which, you know, he feels extremely guilty about. So that basically leaves Walker Keel as, like, his last friend left. And then, right. you know, as, as they're going on about the, their original mission, Worf is like, yo, uh, there, there's an anomaly over here. So Picard's like, yo, let's investigate. And then they investigate. And then it's like, oh, it's debris. And the debris basically, you know, the you know, with the amount, I guess, you know, and the, I was waiting for like the name of the ship to come over on a piece right. of debris no. over the horizon. Right. <laughs> right. So uh Worf is like, uh, I'm sorry, Captain, like, you know, this this could only be the Horatio, meaning your boy is dead. And uh, you know, Picard is like you know at the is kind of like at the start like an emotionless figure. Like he keeps like he's very introverted. He keeps his you know his emotions to himself. But the way he's standing there, kind of dumbfounded. Like he, it's almost like he's just like like wow. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you can I mean, see like you can see the light, the the bulb turn on in his head. These niggas yeah. told me this, and now my dude is dead. Uh, hey, yo, yeah, look, my... yo, he did the right thing, though. He went to right. number two, like, yo, we need to talk. But, I, like, his last friend in the world is gone. And, and it's crazy, too, because, you know, it's revealed in their meeting that, you know, uh, their, their other boy, Jack Crusher, uh, Beverly Crusher, is, he's the one who introduced them. 
You know, he yeah. introduced Jack Beverly, and Beverly was like, "Oh, did you see? Did you see uh, uh, Keel?" And he's like, and he lies to her, like, "Nah, I didn't see him." She's like, "Oh man, I wish I could have seen him. I wish I could have said hello." You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, because you know, they're all they're all close. You know what I'm saying? So when we find out that the Horatio was destroyed and Keel has been killed, they're both kind of like, "Oh my god!" And even yeah. though his captain's you know his captain log, he basically says like, "Yo, this, this kind of is, you know, is fucking with me." You know, he doesn't really show it, so you you realize that this is shit is just absolutely devastating to him because now he basically has no friends. His two closest friends are dead. You know, so like, who else is there? But uh, he decides he wants to go back to Earth to investigate. And uh, he gets, you know, he gets in touch with, you know, members of Starfleet Command. Hold which on, includes, I don't want to uh, skip over the fact that Data came in, got the information, and put the battery in the back. Because <laughs> Riker was like, what, like what, 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 what are we supposed to do? Go back to Earth? Data was like, yes, why not? And Picard right, was like, right, right. yes, why not? Like, right. Absolutely, like, uh, but before, like, before that, um, uh, Picard goes like, "Dude, Data, I want you to, I want you to look up, look up shit for me. I want you to look up if, like, if any kind of just like outrageous kind of, uh, like, you know, orders or commands that Starfleet has issued that just like, like, you know, just seems crazy." And 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 it gets to the point that even Data's like talking to himself like. Yo, this is crazy. And even right. the computer's like, dude, like, dude, what, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, I'm talking to myself. I'm a, I'm, I'm an Android who's talking to myself. This is how crazy this all is, you know. But uh, they, they go to Earth, you know, and uh, he talks to Starfield Command, and one of them is Commander um, Admiral Quinn, who we saw in the episode previously, uh, Coming to Age, you know, a couple episodes back, and it was Admiral Quinn who was like. Who told who who was warning Picard previously, like, yo, something's up. Starfleet, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you gotta watch back. And Picard was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. But at first he was like, yo, I want to promote you to Admiral, you know what I'm saying? And I want you to take over running Come Starfleet teach Academy. The school. Right. And Picard's like, eh, nah. nah I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool right that. here. <laughs> I'm cool right here. And uh so he sees Admiral Quinn. And now McCoy's like, yo, I want to come up. And uh, Picard's like, oh, see, look, look, he, he knows something's up because he wants to come up and he wants to talk to us, obviously. So he gets up there and he's like, yo, like, remember when you said that something was up? And Admiral Quinn's like, no, I was, that was, that was bullshit. That was nothing, you know. I was talking about the races yeah. coming together. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, I'm sorry I made you seem like, you know, something was up, but like, no. Nah. So Picard's. Right, Picard is convinced now that yeah, something's definitely up. Like that that motherfucker's bugging. Like he something's came up. The transporter, mad spry. What's right. up? Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're eight years old, boy. Like, what are you doing? Right, right, right. Oh, oh, we'll definitely get into that in a second. But um, before that is revealed to us that something is up because he's got like. A little case that looks like an old MacBook Pro that has like a little <laughs> fucking, like some like some kind of purple pink spider crab in it and shit. And it's like, oh, see, something's up. You know and I'm saying, like, like he's he's up there with the 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 MacBook case, and and he's taking it up there. So 
they want Picard and Riker to go down to have dinner. And Picard's like, all right, all right, something's up because this motherfucker's not acting like himself. So, Riker, I want you to stay up here and keep an eye on this while I go down by myself, right? And uh, he said, you're going to go down there unarmed? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yo, because he, he told you what to do. Stay here. Do this. I got to go. Like, the fuck you asking questions, nigga? Right. Why the fuck you question, motherfuckers? Just do what I say. <laughs> so he goes down, and they're like, yeah, you know, have this drink, you know? Suspect. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was mad suspect on that. Right, like even he was like he was like, nah, I'm not drinking this shit. They're looking at him like, yeah, take a drink, and he's like, nah, it'll taste so good, it'll right, right, pleasing. right, right. So like he's down there, he's talking to them, and he's like, yo, there's there's there, there, something's up, you know what I'm saying? And and Riker's up there with uh, Quinn, and uh, Quinn basically all but reveals like, yeah, I got this, I got this thing right here. You a little too crazy. Like it could have went so different. Like, right, it would have been way know, more stealthier about that shit. Right, like you know, what I'm saying, like you know, these aliens, like you know, they they get into a position, and it's like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do whatever. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's kind of like it, like you know, they were kind of arrogant about it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I got this, I got him by himself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, What's he's he going do? in. Right. He's going what, in. Do? He's 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 you know he he's a little punk little bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to put this alien... He said, oh, I want my science officer to investigate. And, and Quinn is like, ah, I want you. Fuck your science yeah, officer. He want you, nigga. Right, right. And then he starts beating the shit out of the car. Well, he starts Yo, beating the, beat shit, out of, um, the shit out of this nigga. Like, well, 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 his his stunt double, because, like, I was sitting there like, yeah. Who, who's that? Right, because the stunt double is that. Um, well, both of them, it's like, I'm sitting there watching the whole segment, like, who are they? Who are they? Who's that? Who is that? You it's know Riker, baby. <laughs> That's not Riker. <laughs> That's somebody else. That's somebody completely different. But he's sitting there, Riker's sitting there doing fucking, uh, throwing Bruce Lee karate kicks. And Word, nigga. Tall-ass lanky <laughs> nigga dropping legs. Right. Like, he's sitting there, like, you know, like, huh, huh, and Quinn is just like, ah, fuck off. And he bitch slaps Riker across the room. But not before Riker is able to call for backup, with, and which then uh, Jordy and Worf show up. And they show up and they help. And then Quinn is like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. And he, he bitch slapped yeah. through the no, door. because he tried to leave. And Jordy was like, yo, homie, you, got, you should stick around for the police report. And, and that was like, I ain't staying right. here, man. Right, absolutely. And then, and then he goes to Worf where was like, yo, what's up, clean on? You like to fight right back to that dude, man. <laughs> He's like, let's fucking go. Come at me, bro. Let's go. And Worf is like, all right, what's up? What's up? And then he bitch slaps Worf. Yo, like, oh, yo, yo, I feel like generate Star Trek next generation, Worf's again, like beat on, man. Like, like, yeah, like, like they they completely like as as we know, um, Klingons, you know what I'm saying? They 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 completely just nerf. Uh, Worf has a clean on and shit because you know he's you know they're a warrior race you know they like to fight but it's like majority of the time Worf just gets the shit beat out <laughs> you know all the time like what is going <laughs> on man right so Worf is getting the shit beat out of him and then Crusher shows up 
And, you know, she's hitting him with the phaser. And Quinn's like, uh, uh, uh. And then he just he just drops his shit because she fucks him up the face, you know. And then she 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 hits up she hits up the car like yo the the something's up you know they they got shits hanging out the back of their neck. Um, I had little to put penises. the face right like they, they had like little fucking little like pink dicks sticking out the back of their neck. Um, I had to set the phaser to kill in order to get this motherfucker to chill the fuck out. I'm saying to subside him, and because it's like, oh, fuck, I ain't got no phaser, nothing, you know. And that's when they show up, and they're like, hey, dinner's ready. Come on, Picard. Picard's like, you know, ah, oh, man. All right, all right, uh, let's go eat dinner. And he's sitting down with them, and they, they, you know, they got their bowls in front of them. They're about to eat dinner. And then they uh, lift the cover up, and it's just a fucking bowl full of larvae, like, just like, Worms and and Picard's like, oh, this shit is nasty, <laughs> which you know, of course, that was a little wild. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, these niggas just, oh, he, oh, yeah, nah, don't be, don't stand on Sam on the head, homie. I'm gonna eat these worms. Like, wait, what? right, right, and they just like they taking handfuls of it, like, yeah, yeah, come on, eat up, bro, eat up, and Picard's like, ah, and then uh. Like, for a brief moment, you know, Beverly, you know, she's up there and she's like, you know, I can't, I can't remove this thing from the back of his neck without killing him. Something, you know, and then Riker shows up and he's like, you know, he grabs her by the side and it's like, oh shit. And then Riker shows up down there and it's like, oh man, they got Riker. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they look at the back of his neck and then it's like, oh my man, oh shit, they got Riker too. They got him. Right, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, you know. Give me a bowl of this fucking worm shit. You know what I'm saying? I want to chow down with y'all. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, come on. Eat up with us, brother. So he takes a handful. And he's about to eat. And he pulls out a phaser and he starts shooting. Like, oh, he was tricking them. You know what I'm saying? He was tricking them all along. And then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention. Um, uh, uh, the, the previous captain we've seen in the beginning, uh, Charlie Scott, it turns out Oh, she was in on it too, and she right. fucked, she she's the one that fucking sabotaged uh, Keel, you know, what I'm saying because it turns out, you know, what I'm saying she was in on it all along, and you know, so she shows up at the dinner, like, oh shit, Picard is fucked here, you know what I'm saying, and uh, you know when Riker shows up, he's blasting, and she goes to blast Riker, but uh, uh, Picard hits her arm with the judo chop, and then she gets blasted, judo chop. Like, yeah, buddy, yeah, motherfucker. And um, you see, like, you know, she lands on the floor and the fucking bug creature comes crawling out her mouth. And then, uh, you know, he grabs her face up and he's blasting. Uh, Picard is blasting. He grabs her face and he's blasting. And Riker's blasting. But uh, the main Starfleet author, uh, uh, Admiral Aaron, he runs away and they chase him down. And he's blasting at them and they dodge that shit like the Matrix. And then they blast him. <laughs> Yo, that shit was like so obvious though. My man Bacar was like, oh, go left. Uh, all right. <laughs> the hole was so like, big. Yeah, yeah. Like they were like, yo, step left, Patrick Stewart. Ugh. Like a matrix. <laughs> and he blasts him and then he falls down. And then uh they they they, they, they go into the, the main room where they encounter 
uh, the who turns out to be the main villain, Lieutenant Commander Remick. Now, I wanted to save Remick for last because obviously Remick was a big contentious point. Uh, we seen uh, in the episode, uh, the aforementioned episode, coming to age, that uh, uh, Admiral Quinn had come on board and he wanted to investigate the Enterprise. You know, under like you know, you know, shadow kind of circumstances, and the one conducting the episode was Lieutenant Commander Remick. Dick. Yeah, Le- Remick. This is why I wanted to save him for last. This is why I wanted to make him the last talking point. Remick was the biggest fucking motherfucker the whole episode of coming to age, the coming of age. He was just an asshole the whole episode. But. We find out, yeah, he was a supreme fucking prick. But uh, we find out that this was, you know, kind of a ruse because Quinn just wanted to see if the Enterprise was trustworthy. And Remick is like, I'm, I'm sorry, and you know, like I, like you know, my duties as Lieutenant Commander over there, the Starfleet is up in six months, and I want to serve here. And Picard's like, fuck out of here, nope. <laughs> Not today, nigga. <laughs> you like, like I, you damn well, like never getting on this ship and get the fuck out. Of my Yo, face. a point from that episode though, Riker like automatically assumes he's in trouble, like <laughs> crazy much, like right, right, right. Then that's like he, he, he absolutely just like out of nowhere, like oh wait, wait, I, I fuck up. Yeah, like it's, it's, it, they they investigating me because like I don't know like I, but I don't know you they tell me uh, no <laughs> right like another indication that you know Picard is bound by his duty you know what I'm saying right. like look man like even if I knew something I couldn't tell you and and Riker's like man you know what I'm saying <laughs> but and then uh, when he finds out it's not him he's on some like his whole demeanor is on some ah nigga you kind of right. yeah be scared. Like, like in, the, in the episode where the, 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 the cadet takes the shuttlecraft and he's about to crash and shit. And, oh, yeah, and okay. Rep- Fake news yeah. on that bullshit. Yeah, and, and Rebecca's all like, uh, oh, you let him you, you let him take it? You know what I'm saying? You, this kind of shit happens on your ship? Yo, Riker was like, yo, I'm about to fuck you up so bad. <laughs> and Picard's like, yo, chill, 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 Riker, chill, 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 chill. I'll take that kid's <laughs> life with some <laughs> imaginary science. Like, let this motherfucker talk his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't nothing but a bitch ass. You know what I'm saying? Nigga said, point, but, um, point your ship at the planet. Everyone right. on that ship said, wait, what? Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he saved the kid's life. And he's like, don't worry. We, we're going to scold that kid, you know, pretty give hot. Him a, give him so, a good lasting. Right. So mind your fucking business and continue your investigation, you little bitch. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... You know, it turns out in conspiracy that not only Remick is 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 in you know in part of this whole kind of like alien invasion, he has the mother uh, alien housed within him. Bro, that whole trip so, was wild. <laughs> and this is the this is the part of the episode that was con- this episode was pretty controversial uh, for its level of violence, and it's really more or less co- contained to this sequence. You know, uh, the little spider creature escapes out of Aaron's mouth and it crawls up uh, Remick and he swallows it. 
and then he got his neck bulging and shit on some. Uh, no, no, mer- don't feel no way, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, we you know he, we cool, the, we cool. Yeah, like you know, we just want to we just want to be friends with you guys. You know, you know, just chill out. So, and Picard's like, and Picard and Riker like, you know what? Fuck this! And they start blasting him, and they blast oh, him to the point his fucking blow up head his head. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it's like the shot is fairly quick, but it's like, wow, they just blew up homie's head. Splat. And then uh, his his chest starts burning a hole in it, Nigga. and then that <laughs> just started glowing, <laughs> right? Like a chest, like like a hole starts burning in it, and then a fucking like a a cock tentacle pops out of it. It was Guado. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, Quaid, Quaid. Quaid. <laughs> yo, that shit pops out of it. It's like, ah, and Picard and Riker like, holy shit! So they blast it and they fry the shit, and and it's gone and shit. And then poor fucking uh, Remick is sitting there in the chair. Looking like overcooked grilled chicken and shit on fucking Yo, so fucked up. Yo, they, they, my, my man was sitting there lifting the chair fucking fried. <laughs> but that's what he gets. That's what he gets for being a, a, a bitch ass. So, so we saying he had that creature and coming of age? Mm. No, like, I, I believe this was before. Like, this is when Quinn. Knew something was up, and then like something happened, and then the queen probably lashed herself into. Oh, uh, like oh, you think you're gonna snitch me out? Come here, nigga. Uh-uh. Right, right, right. And then like you know, like it, it made Remick like its primary. Like we we choose you because you're the biggest bitch of all. So right. we're gonna we're gonna house the queen in you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, Remick Remick is fried, and because they killed the queen within Remick. You know, everybody else, you know, goes back to normal. Quinn is fine. Bullshit. You know. Bullshit. Bullshit, man. That was that so convenient. That, that, I, that, I know, that, man. That I was always like, how happy. convenient. How convenient. You kill the queen and everything. It's, it's, you good. I like right. that. That always happens in these, in these, these type of uh, plots. You know what I'm saying? There's movies, TV. You kill the queen and coincidentally everybody else dies because, you know, it's always kind of like a a hive mind, you know what I'm saying? Like they 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 do it later with uh, the Borg, but you know we'll get into that at another time. But you know it's always the most convenient thing. You kill the queen and everybody else dies, and it's like this is a so fucking crazy, man. Right. <laughs> Yo, once yeah. I heard it, he said the line, "Oh, the queen is dead." Everybody, I was like, "Oh, very convenient, nice and neat, yeah, right?" The most convenient shit ever, and shit. Everybody's like, all the other aliens are dead. So but, what about what about the thing in your brain though? Did it just come right. out dead, or is it still hooked right. in there? So, right. So apparently it probably drops dead in there and shit, and they're able to get it out because you know it's dead, so it, it, it houses you know no more trouble to the brain. You know, Beverly Carter probably was able to go in there and take it out with no problem and shit, I mean, and like had it, you know. That, that shit looked like it was hooked into your brain on the x-ray, like up in your noggin. There's going to be two holes from where its fucking pinchers were. Right, it was sitting there right there at the base, like the base of the spine, like, you know, where the, 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 the rest of the spine connects to you. Like, right, you know, like spine. it was in there, baby. 
But, uh, you know, I guess because it's dead now, you know, they're able to remove it with no problem. Because the queen died. Yeah, you know, the queen I got it. Dead, so, you know, the queen is dead, so, you know, it, it houses no more problems. But Data shows up, and he's like, you know, I conducted my investigation, and uh, Lieutenant Remick, Lieutenant Commander Remick was sending a signal. When you busted him, he was sending a signal to a far, like, faraway planet that's a beacon that's basically, you know, kind of like a signal. And then it's like, oh, oh my god. That means more is coming? But apparently not, because those aliens never appear again. In- <laughs> right. <laughs> we never see them again. I mean, all, all the, there, there is, like, you know, I think uh, comics or novels where, like, they make an appearance. But, um, as far as live action goes in the show or the movies, we never see them again. So right. um, they basically left it on kind of a cliffhanger for nothing and shit because we never see them no more. But uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. And um, how did uh, how, how did uh, what were your thoughts on the entire episode as a whole? Actually, I mean, yo, I, I dug it. Like I said, I had to rewind that little beginning uh, intro of when he met the other captains because I was like, oh, that's so slick. Yeah, and like is. when oh. when she was going down, even up to the point where like he was talking to the doctor before going into dinner, and like I guess Riker got up. I kind of in my head was like, "Oh shit, he got the alien in him!" Because I thought the dude when he originally knocked him out before uh, Worf and uh, Jordy came in put it on him. So I thought he already been got. So to find mm-hmm. out he wasn't like I, I, I thought the episode was really well put together. Right, right, right. Uh, the one thing I like about that, though, is that, like like I was saying earlier, that um, Picard has basically lost his two closest confidants in the entire world. Yeah. Um, oh, in the entire universe, you know, uh, Walker Keel and before that, uh, Jack Crusher, you know. And um, uh, the Admiral, Admiral Quinn, who he was, you know, seemed to be have, like, a good established relationship with, he, he can't trust him either. So now we learn that the only people he can really trust in all of this is his crew. Like, you know, and even though, like, Riker kind of, like, you know, portrays, like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm one of them. You know, Riker shows that I was on your side the whole time. Like, right. I'd be convinced, you know what I'm saying? So it's like right from then on in, it, 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 it basically leads to these, these are who you, you know, you could trust. You know? Yes. You know, you could trust your crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have nobody else to trust, so you have to trust your crew. But, like, it shows that that trust is, you know, basically, you know, good natured because, you know, they got your back, you know what I'm saying, through it all. You know, 100%. Riker, like, you know what I'm saying, had to convince you, but, like, you know, that he was possessed by this alien but he had your back the whole time. You know, he wasn't going to betray you. All the way down to the time where he almost put these damn maggots or mite worms or whatever the hell yeah, they were worm, in his worm, mouth. Worm. He yeah. was like, ah, yo, shoot you in the face. Ah. Yeah, but he, was, he wasn't going to go that far. He was like, oh, yeah, now nah, fuck it was this close. shit. He, he cut it pretty close because they could have fell out onto his face, mouth closed. I would have freaked out anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. And like but he was so, playing like, with him when he sat down. Mm, yeah. Right. <laughs> but like Riker shows from there, like, nah, I got your back, Picard. Nah, you know yeah, that's his, that's his number one. He got him. Right. 
Right. Number one, number one got your back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, that's, that's you know, a nice starting point for where it's like, I mean, Riker has been the most exemplary first officer ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the most loyal ever. Like, to the point where it's like, yo, Riker, like, you know, throughout the series, like, yo, Riker, like, yo, just an amazing officer. Why don't you be captain? And Riker's nah, like, nah. nah. I'm, I'm loyal to Picard. I'm going to stay like, here. Right. I can't. I'm, I'm going to stay here because Picard is my dude. And I'm not going to, you know, leave him like that. until so you like, can you tell know, it he, last. Right. Like, you know? he, stayed, he stayed with him longer than he should have. You know? Right. Riker should have been captain so many times over the course of the show. But he was so loyal to Picard, you know what I'm saying? He he rejected, he rejected, you know, a position that he should have. You know, he should have been captain, like, you know, way, you know, shorter time than he took, you know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah, should have yeah. been captain by, like, the second season, the third season, but he stayed with Picard that long, even into the movies, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he's loyal to Picard, he got his back, you know, even to where it's like, you know, he kind of took it with like you know kind of like you know i don't want to do this but you know it's, it's kind of it kind of is time and because like, it's dude, time just, just just take the position man you know you deserve to be captain you'd like the best fucking officer start and you're time. like 45 already so go ahead right you know what i'm saying and then, like, you know, which leads to, like, you know, kind of that loyalty all the way into Picard. But we'll get into Picard at another time. But uh, that, like, to me, that's where, like, it's, like, Picard showed, I mean, Riker showed that, like, I got your back, man. I got your back. You know, you never have to worry about me. No, nah, it, it was a solid. That's why I said it was a solid episode. Like, yeah, it, it, really, it really is a solid episode. You know, it, it's a solid episode. And it shows. That when people complain about, oh, Picard would never do do this. Picard would never disobey orders and regulations. And it's like, have you seen Conspiracy? Because he did right. exactly that. You know? And uh, it, it's a great episode. And, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, you, you should. You know, especially not just for, like, you know, like what we just described. But, like, you know, it's got, like, you know, a level of violence that you never seen so if you like violent shit you know you could do no better than conspiracy and you know it's got it's got you know phasers and you know head like, explosions head explosions and it got karate and shit Guado, like you got everything nigga yo you got you got so much shit to, to love it uh conspiracy conspiracy is a great episode like you know we've discussed this before about uh uh discovery the discovery is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. But we 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 ha- we've never kind of dismissed discovery as a bad show because you know it, it it still has you know the chance you know to get better, and that's that's you get that from Star Trek: The Next Generation because the first season was kind of hit or miss. Yeah. You know, like the Next Generation, like you know, it has its good episodes. And it has its bad episodes. Code of Honor. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, we gave it a chance, you know, in the second season, it was kind of like the same thing, where it was like, it was, it was, it had its good episodes, bad episodes, but by the third season, it's like, this shit is firing in all cylinders, and it kind of remained that way till the end, you know? Right. 
this is why we, we, we haven't dismissed Discovery yet because you know it still has to get, get better. Like imagine if we would have dismissed the next generation like that. You know what I'm yeah. We would have never gotten, you know, the the beauty of you know seasons three through seven. I mean, even though you know not every so episode was a winner, but you know, episodes three through seven of Next Generation was just like you know, the greatest of Star Trek. Yeah, and, some good stuff. Uh, yeah, and like this episode, like you know, was one of those indications that you know this is this is a great fucking show, and you need to stick with it because you know. If if you dismiss it now, like imagine like what we won't get because you guys were just like, yeah, this this sucks, you know. Right. Uh, discovery, I mean, discovery, conspiracy is one of those episodes where it's like, yeah, yeah, this shit is this shit is amazing. But uh, yeah, you know, we, uh, I I I I speak for uh, I don't know if I speak for you as well, but. Uh, I, I highly recommend this episode. I give it a, a Vulcan salute. <laughs> definitely. You know, definitely. Uh, two Vulcan salutes. Uh, high, highly recommended. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, Conspiracy yet, you, you can do no wrong in checking out this episode. And uh, yeah, that concludes our discussion uh, for today about uh, Star Trek and uh, Conspiracy. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and we hope you, you know, enjoying our, like, you know, we're still figuring ourselves out, you know. Uh, luckily, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're coming around. We're, it's not like, you know, we're figuring ourselves around episode 20. This is only episode four, you know, and we're still figuring things out, you know. We hope, like, you know, as we go along, you know what I'm saying, we're able to make it to where it's like, this is something that, you know, like, yeah, 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 you know. This is something that you know you guys want to listen to. You know. We got we got to hear what these guys got to say. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I mean, I've discovered that uh, you know in uh, putting the show out that there's so many Star Trek shows podcasts out, and it's like right, Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, I figured like I figured there'd be a lot out there, but I I didn't know just how many. That's what happens and, when you jump into the pool. And then you're like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Right. But here's the thing. Like, you know, I I didn't conceive this show because, you know, I you know I was trying to go viral. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, we, we didn't jump into this because of that. I, you know, I came up with this idea because I just love Star Trek, you know? And you was like, Yo, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the love of Star Trek is just the most important thing. It wasn't like we were trying to, you know, come up with, like, you know, a viral show, (laughs) you know, trying to get famous or anything. We just have a a love for science fiction and Star Trek on the whole that, you know, we just have to talk about it. And that's how the show came about. And I, I just hope you know, that this is apparent in our discussions, you know, yes, you know, there's some ribbings, you know, you know, we, we may have a little bit of fun with it, but that doesn't change the fact that Star Trek is, you know, the foundation that we love so much, you know, and we are just committed to just putting out, you know, 
just the best Star Trek podcast we possibly can. You know, as far as, you know, from our point of view, where we're just two kids from Brooklyn, you know, who just love, you know, science fiction. And, from a certain point of view. Right. You know, from, <laughs> right, absolutely. From a point of view where it's like, you're not accustomed to hearing, you know what I'm saying? I, I know, like, you know, there's so many Star Trek podcasts, but this is one from kids who grew up and, you know, just... Which, whatever you may call it, ghetto, urban environment. And, you know, we just have this love for, you know, this kind of, you know, just show, like, you know, this kind of stories, especially Star Trek, even Star Wars, you know, and, and all kind of other science fiction, fantasy television shows, you know. It shows kids from the ghetto can be right. sci-fi it's, 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 and have yeah, an imagination. Right, kids from the ghetto who, you know, they have, like, you know, like, there's this is kind of, like, image uh, of kids from the ghetto who, like, just, like, you know, they consider weirdos. Look, we're completely fucking normal, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you know, everybody's looking at us, oh, my God, you like Star Trek? And, like, yeah, so what? Whoa. <laughs> like, you know, like, my boy over here, uh, Mac over here is, like, you know, he could talk to you about Star Trek, he could talk to you about Star Wars, or he could talk to you about fuck, fucking football. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're, we're normal people. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's we're like no what different. We like. Yeah, you know, we're, you know, this, this, this doesn't change anything about us, like, on an every, everyday basis. You know, we're regular people who just have this deep love and affection for, like, all, you know, science fiction stories. Especially Star Trek. Star Trek is the foundation which I love so much, and I can't thank my my bro enough, you know, for joining me on this adventure as we explore. Are we here, baby. We're gonna yeah, keep absolutely. going. We're gonna we're, go. <laughs> we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep giving you these, these kind of discussions, and we hope you enjoy them enough. So, with that being said, I am Rob Antiquera, the Cinema Drunkie, and. My 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 co-host, my illustrious co-host, my first officer, my number one, my day one, Big Mac. We wish you well. Uh, we wish you a glorious Memorial Day weekend, and we we hope you enjoy. And um, yeah, uh, that is. And wash your damn hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> wash. Your hands. Yeah, I'm gonna say it until this shit is over, nigga. Wash your damn hands. Right, Stay six right, feet away. Like, right, like I, I can't understand this. Like that, you have to keep telling people wash your hands, wear your mask, stay six feet. It shouldn't be that hard. It's really not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But the fact that we have to keep telling you makes a lick of fucking sense. And we'll keep telling you though, because we will do our part. Well, yes, we will keep reminding you. We will find you into the pandemic, and we, we we shouldn't have to keep it up. We will until you figure it the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, have 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 a good night. Have a glorious Memorial later, Day. Later, later. We will catch you on the flip flop. Good day, everyone.